you know, at the rate things are going, we're going to be huge by the end of the year. Yeah, I know. Fucking freaky. Every time people listen to our show, they're like, oh, dude, I totally want to be on. When, when can I be on? Can I be on now? <laughs> no, we're not doing the show now. <laughs> we, we don't always do the show. <laughs> yeah, we don't just live the show like every day. Well, we do, but... <laughs> I think that's what people are starting to think because it's just like the way we talk and the way we <laughs> they think this is just going on all the time. <laughs> Sunday. It's July 28, 2019. I'm Eric, talking as is always from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where the RCMP this weekend had to call off a manhunt for a suspected serial killer until they can come up with a non-gender specific term for the search. <laughs> Critics were also quick to point out that society's view of at large is unrealistic, and we should change that to... Should it be at average? It should be that normal. At, at you're as good as everyone else. I don't know. <laughs> Stupid. That was funny. How you doing, Gord? How's your weekend? Uh, weekend's been pretty good. I'm fucking exhausted, but uh, yeah, well worth it. Had a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it's a good weekend. That's Went good. to a wedding, so that was fun. Yeah. I am very glad to hear that. I yeah. didn't. I did nothing of this sort. I bought pants and shaved my head. You shaved your I, head, really? I, I didn't completely shave my head. I cut my hair very, very short. No. Um, a, a little shorter than I wanted to, but I wanted to look good for my date. And, uh, yeah, cut my hair. Cut my own hair. I actually did a pretty good job. Well, um, good. I do not have that skill, so I won't do it. <laughs> so that was that. Enough of the banter. How are you doing, world? Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, 15 countries worldwide, glad to have you listening in. Um, uh, what was I going to say about that? Something stupid. Um, very cool that you guys are listening in. You're in for a hell of a week. If you're not already a fan of the show, this is the week to become one. Um, just a ton of great guests. Uh, really interesting, cool stuff. Not just uh, me and Gord type stuff, but really, really good stuff. I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, the really most exciting news of the uh, whole year in my opinion um, you can officially test out the beta version of Eric and Gord's what if our app <laughs> yeah 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 this app is absolutely monumental it is uh, the, the biggest thing you could do now no, number one it's free it's a free app which is stupid on my part I don't know why I'm doing that things worth a fortune um, you can you can listen to all our episodes live streaming all our episodes. You can um, import your other favorite podcasts and listen to those too, because uh, I share. I'm a giver. I give. Um, you can divide them all up into playlists and uh, you know get all fancy with it. You can connect with your friends and share through the Sherrick and Gord function, which is uh, just so much fun. You can go directly. 
to Eric and Gord book, and that'll take you straight to Eric Nord book, which is what we now call Facebook. <laughs> Eric and Gord book, of course. Uh, it is. And you can, what else can you do? Oh, you can text us and we'll text you right back. You get a direct link to me. You can text me day or night. Um, that's pretty neat. And you can share all this with your friends. You can swap episodes. You could go on and click on the uh, Eric and Gord bot uh, animated short films that I've been making throughout the year. They're all there right there for your viewing pleasure as you're listening to the dulcet tones of Eric and Gord. And this is all free. Um, now right out of the gate, it's only going to be available at the Google Play Store for now because Apple takes a long time to uh, do this. But if you have an iPhone and you just can't wait to get your hands on the Eric and Gord What If Our app, you can contact me, eric at ericgord.com, and I've got a link that you can download for iOS. And until you see it in your Google Play Store, again, eric at ericgord.com, and I'll shoot you the link. So, that's a thing that just happened. Yeah, it is. And I was just beyond fucking excited. It's like the next major step. It's really cool. <laughs> it's pretty fun. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, I keep clicking on it just to, oh, look, it's him. It's just me when, you, when you're going through all the apps on your phone and you're like, oh, wait, that one's got my name on it. <laughs> oh, I, I can't wait till I get internet so I can actually officially have this thing on my fucking phone. That's just and so of funny. course, I just had to go overboard. I, can't, I don't want just an app that plays our show. This is an app that brings us all together as one awesome family that's um, what we are. We are a family of fucking special people. Well, it's just one more. Oh no, I can't find it on my phone. <laughs> it's just one more. Um, <laughs> one more opportunity for uh, you guys to get in touch with us guys a little easier. And it looks neat. And it's, yeah, look at that. It says "What of our app" right on the top there. <laughs> and it does say Sherrick and Gord, and it's got the little share symbol. I love it. All right, that's enough of that crap. <laughs> absolutely love it um it was a lot of fun i know it's a little bit overdue but i just couldn't stop adding stuff to it because I'm a, I'm a giver i give no sound effects tonight jake sorry um we're we're running a uh, skeleton crew here everybody's working for the weekend <laughs> um, yeah that we are and it's sunday and my weekend is a day long tomorrow so that's it <laughs> that's all i got uh, my week never ends. I had a week that started in May of last year, and it's still going. That's, uh, uh, that's, a, that, that, that's a week. That's a weekend. That is a weekend. So contact me for link. Okay, we're good with that. I want to just get... I'll get this out of the way right away. Now, just preparing people for the week. Um, now, tentatively Tuesday, but I guess now probably not. We've got the ingredient guru. Um... Her name is Mira Desi. She is an author, a speaker, a holistic nutritionalist, and a real food advocate. She's going to uh, educate me and Gord on what is and isn't in our food and what should and shouldn't be in our food, and it's going to be super fun. I am actually kind of terrified about this, I have to admit. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, I'm one of those guys that I, for the most part, I just, I couldn't give a shit what's in my food. Um, I'm the guy that can eat raw chicken left, right, and center and never get sick from it. So, um, right. but, but yeah, give me something healthy and I will get sick. 
so but it gives you it gives your tapeworm indigestion and he doesn't like that yeah <laughs> my, <laughs> my stomach's like what do you mean there's no lard in this get the fuck out of here <laughs> well, I'm very curious because I haven't been able to track it down for you again, uh, but I did watch a very short, it's just a half hour documentary on veganism and, and the evils of it and how actually bad it is for you and how it coincides very closely with the introduction of Alzheimer's into society and uh, just, just uh, basically the theory that veganism was started by pharmaceutical companies to give drugs to sick vegans uh, fascinating uh, idea it makes perfect sense yeah it really um, does I'm not saying there's any legitimacy to it I'm just saying I'm just saying it makes um, sense it does it, 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 I, I, have, I have only got this one very biased piece of uh, material that I'm basing that on but uh very interesting, and I want to know if she's heard anything about it or uh, has anything to say about it. Um, and after that, we've got my new favorite rap star, Adrian DeBarros, rapper, writer, entrepreneur out of California. Very cool cat. Looks Persian. That's weird. Um, it's not weird to look Persian. It's just. Uh, it's, uh, That's good. What's the weird part? The fact that he looks Persian is that the weird thing? At, at first glance, or at first listen, you wouldn't expect it. Okay. And Fair he enough. doesn't do he doesn't do Bollywood music, so that is He's definitely a, a plus. <laughs> but very good, very very interesting music, very exciting, uh, new, fresh sounding. Like it's not the same old stale fucking crap the hip hop world's been putting out since Tupac died. Oh. Um, That's that, really exciting because I haven't heard any good rap fucking rap music in a long time, so. Yeah, right? It's very cool. After that, we've got Gerald Simon. Now, I'm, I'm taking Gerald Simon with a grain of salt here. Um, he's a motivational speaker. He writes self-help books. And uh, it's all because of a time when he was eight years old and he fell 80 feet off a cliff and didn't die. And now he tells happy-go-lucky stories about uh, mental illness. So what, uh, he tripped and now he's a specialist in mental illness? Well, he tripped when he was eight years old and he fell down 80 feet off a cliff. Yeah. Um, now 60 feet, you reach terminal velocity. So technically he shouldn't have lived. Um, and and I, I don't know that if he's got a, a, maybe a, a learning disability of, of any sort, but that's what he talks about now. So. Huh. Interesting. We will we will see when he's on and see what he has to say about falling when you're little. Uh, <laughs> and what that what that has to do with things and stuff should be interesting. I can just um, tell you right now, kids. The moral of this story already is tie your fucking shoelaces. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't hang around escalators with your shoelaces untied. Well, I'm not saying don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't be don't be like me. That's a, that's absolutely. The lesson for the, from this show, if anyone can take a lesson from this show, it's don't be like Eric. <laughs> and certainly don't be like Gord. Gord's a fucking mess. You don't want to be like me. All I do is have meaningless sex with increasingly younger women and uh, have nothing to show for it. I'm insanely happy, but I'm, I'm miserable on the inside, really. Somewhere in there, there's misery. <laughs> and I'll find it. Like, how deep long down, do I have to go down, for? Deep down during those dry spells, that's where it's most misery. 
Well, yeah, it, it pops up once in a while. I go, what am I doing with my, oh yeah, whatever the fuck I want all the time. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting this, this, this is terrible. I, I have so many damn to do what a terrible life. Yeah, it's just, I hate it. I've got, I, I have no home or shit to worry about ever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a tough gig. You can go fuck yourself at any time. And <laughs> God, God, God love you, Tinder, for the, the women who go, I need a responsible man who's got this, this, and this. And you go, yeah, I don't have any of those. I'll pick you up at seven. They go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your biggest accomplishment? Well, I woke up this morning. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, I had a hell of a day. What, what's on. your what's your lifelong goal? So I wake up tomorrow morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I got up today, got a shirt on. Tomorrow I'm gonna work on the pants. <laughs> People keep freaking out because I walk around pantless. I don't get it. One thing at a time. <laughs> Come on, folks. It's like I gotta get to the post office. Ah, but then I'd have to put on pants. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, by the way, did you ever make it to the post office? I did not make it on Friday. I will be there first thing tomorrow morning. Okay. Um, I figured, you know, really with my luck, whatever, all our stuff safer at the post office than in my possession. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, you should probably so, get the contest winners to fucking meet you at the post office. <laughs> that would be a good idea. It's actually not and bad. The, uh, I'll have them meet me at the post office, and then I'll throw in the secret challenge when they get there. There you oh, go. Oh, yes. You didn't understand the contest, <laughs> did you? Secret challenge. The, you have to sign for this without my ID. Good luck. <laughs> it turns out the contest is just beginning. Okay, I want to wrap this up real quick. After that, we've got Brian Wilson. Now, Brian Wilson's a youth speaker and a travel photographer, and he also wants to discuss mental health, and he talks to kids about mental health. And I thought, really? Your name is Brian Wilson. This is not a good topic for a guy named Brian Wilson to be talking about. And that's the thing. As soon as you said, like, we have a fucking beach boy on the show. What the, isn't he we, dead? Like, what the hell? We have the crazy beach boy who <laughs> was, like, bedridden with depression for years at a time. Yeah. And he's going to tell us about positive outcomes of mental health. So good, good. Awesome. That's, uh, a, that's just spectacular. We got, we got I the best. howled. And then your buddy, Casey Gonzalez, of the uh, Pork and Wine Show, would like to return the favor. Mm. So that should be a good time. He that seems will like be a cool, good one, yeah. He's he seems a, like yeah. a cool cat. He is, um, uh, yeah. He does a, he, like you said, he runs a nice little, uh, little podcast. He's got a... Uh, he's a great guy, super nice, um, talkative, which is awesome, and he does swear. That's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I'm trustful. learning everybody does. Yeah, um, which is great. The sweetest little, uh, like, like valley ladies from Orange County who just look pretty and, like, they're going to, they would blush if you said poo. <laughs> and they all swear like dirty truckers. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love it. The podcasting world is a just a brilliant place, and the fact that we're just rising stars among it is absolutely very cool. Because these people 
when they put their support behind something, um, they mean it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah they and do. that's very cool. I can't thank you guys enough for anyone. If, if any of you are listening, uh, just from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Uh, this is just a ton of fun. It would be more fun if I ever had equipment that worked properly, but uh, regardless, baby, it's still fun. Baby steps, my friend, baby steps. Yeah. Get the, get the successful podcast first, then get working equipment after. So pay attention this week, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Tell your friends to pay attention. Tell them to listen wherever the hell they want to. I'm not plugging shit right now. Listen wherever you goddamn will want. Um, get in touch with me. Get this, um, uh, what do you call it, link. And uh, start listening on the What If Hour app. Because I guarantee that shit's not going to be free forever. Someone's going to snap up this show and they're going to charge a fortune for this stuff. Because it's way cooler than than uh, anything you can imagine. Now, I wanted, Gord, to touch on a subject quickly that I thought might be near and dear to your heart. Uh, although it's not really your musical scene. But there's an album being put together. Uh, a tribute album to Chris Cornell. Um, okay. which is sweet and awesome. Um, I agree. They just, did, they just did a concert for him, um, which was uh, had a little bit of controversy attached to it, but uh, they did a nice concert. Now they're putting out an album, and it really made me feel icky and eerie because it feels like the Temple of the Dog album. It really has that exact same feeling, that the album that he put together for his dead friend um, not, not even 30 years ago. And that um, was put together for, um, what's the name Andrew of, Wood. Um, yeah. Mother Love Bone. Yeah. Andrew Wood was the singer of Mother Love Bone. He died a week before their major label uh, debut. Uh, and that was a real, they, that was a great album, too. It was a great album. And Chris Cornell put together the Temple of the Dog project for him, specifically. And it just feels so weird to be watching the same thing being done for Chris Cornell. Uh, very emotional for a lot of people. Even the guys from Nirvana came out to uh, to help out with it. Um, and getting Nirvana back together for anything is is damn near impossible. So that was very cool to see. I just thought, you know, is, is it weird? Like, I don't know how close it is to you. I know for me personally, it's very. It just seems too soon for for this to be happening for Chris Cornell. Um, and no, just, for, uh, this it, seems like almost perfect timing because if you don't do it nowadays, if you don't do it almost right away, then nobody gives a shit within, you know, six to eight fucking months or a year, you know what I mean? So, no, they got to do this done quickly. The one thing that really pisses me off and super offends me, um, they were halfway through an album and Kim Thale would like to get the band together and finish the album and the Cornell Estate will not allow it. They won't release any of the tapes to allow Soundgarden to finish their final record together. So that super sucks. Well, you know it's just going to end up, it'll get released later anyway. Yeah, you know the funny thing is I'm going through that same battle myself on a much smaller scale, obviously. But uh, we have an unreleased album. Ashes Purgatory has an unreleased album that's in the possession of his family. Um... Very weird when families do things like that. I understand the grieving process and whatnot, but come on. Like, you're tearing these guys apart. These guys are like a family. They're brothers to him for how long? And and it's just, I don't know. It seems disrespectful to me. 
Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why why would you not want to? Because we know the sales are going to go through the fucking roof for it. I mean, it's just like a business conversation. It's just a bad business decision. Uh, yeah, it's going to be gigantic. Um, and in the in the in the news of who the fuck are you? Um, I had his name written down because I keep forgetting it. Now I can't find it. The singer of Candlebox was at the tribute show and was very offended that he wasn't invited to sing at the Chris Cornell tribute. And my first reaction was, "Are you still alive? Like, who the fuck cares about Candlebox right now?" Who the fuck ever cared about Candlebox? Right? Like, and he's up, like, putting himself all shoulder to shoulder with these this crowd and talking about what a big part of this crowd he was and how it's such a big slight that he should be not, not invited to sing. And I was, I've never associated Candlebox with any of these people. No. Uh, I saw them in 1994. They were terrible. They opened for Metallica when I saw them. And oh, that's even fucking worse. It was awful. Uh, and I actually, I kind of liked them at the time. But just, I thought, don't do that. Don't shit on people's funerals. It happens so much, and I'm so sick of it. It's, have a little bit of fucking respect. You didn't get to sing, big deal. No one wants to hear you sing anyway. <laughs> I mean, he's probably just uh, disappointed because he knew that if he did, then it just would have made his band that much more popular, so... No, it wouldn't. They had one song that was moderately good, and then no one gave a crap about them. It'd be like the singer of The Flies trying to get up there and say something. Piss <laughs> off. These little one-hit wonders who think they had something to do with the music. There's a reason Cornell is an idol. There's a reason that people who are still doing it after 30 years are, are invited and you're not. Because you were barely doing it for 30 minutes, and these guys have been doing it for 30 years, and they've all been brothers, so back the fuck off. Nobody cares. If, if people can think of your band and only think of one song, you're nobody. Exactly. Get over yourself. Um, speaking of which, I, I have to say a painful message here, guys, on this same note. Um, now, first of all, Pearl Jam released an album and nobody told me. What the fuck's wrong with you people? Oh. Uh, I, you know I rely on you guys to keep me up to date with what's going on in the world. I don't pay attention to what's going on in the world. I have filters on. I'm, I'm processing information for the show. I do nothing for myself. But a new live album has been released called Rearview Mirror Live. Now, it's probably fantastic, as everything Pearl Jam ever does is. But I've talked to them about this in the past. and I, Well, not about this, but they know how I feel about them. I've, I've actually gotten to express it to them. So they know it pains me to have to say this, but can we give the live albums a rest, for Christ's sake? All you do is put out live albums. Yeah, but you have to admit, though, keep in mind, like, I'm not a Pearl Jam fanatic. I, I like like one album and a couple of other songs. I'm not a fanatic for the band, but one thing I love about Pearl Jam was the fact that they recorded and released every, li every live show. They just sure. said, fuck it, here's a bootleg of everything. Um, I love live albums. I'm actually a very big fan of live albums because it, it, yeah, it, it, it showcases the band of how they sound at their best or or worst, whatever it might be. Like, especially to be able to release their stuff, you know, like basically right off the fucking board is just is amazing. Um, so I love it. I think it's great. I think, you know, um, 
uh, Jane's Addiction nailed it by releasing their very first album as a live album. That was just fucking genius. Sure. You know? Um, I like it. I just, I think it's been done to death with these guys. Every time they, it's like they're just putting on an album out of obligation, so they're like, oh, throw together a live one. That's a great idea. That or a greatest hit. At least live, you get something out of it. And I get that we're all old and we're all looking back, but we, we could give the rear view mirror thing a rest too. That was the name of your last album, guys. Let's get, come yeah. up with something. <laughs> yeah, that that's a little disappointing. <laughs> Just um, don't get around that. <laughs> but I do like. I guess it's the it's I, from what I gather, it's pretty much is the rear view mirror album. It's just live versions of everything that's on that album. So, is it? Did they do? Is it one of those things where they they played the album like track for track or? I honestly, I don't. I have no idea. I haven't looked into it because I'm so offended that I didn't know about it. You know what's um, funny? I have a feeling, and I, I apologize to you if this is actually true, but because I just, uh, I, I, I just got a hold of their entire discography, and I, for some reason, I actually think that that is on it. And it's, uh, it just came out on the twenty second. So, so there's it's, a high... it's been out. Been oh, out no. for six days. six days. So then maybe not then. Okay, because no, I downloaded, I got before that. So you got the entire discography though. It's a, it's a ride, man. Just the studio albums alone are, they're a trip. Yeah. Um, very different from end to end, uh, and everything in the middle. It's, you always know it's the same band, but it's a, every album is so completely different from the one before it that it's just, you can never get sick of them. Yeah, and you, again, you gotta appreciate that. I really do, especially the years where they lost their fans are the ones where I thought they really came together. Uh, through From Binaural, Riot Act, um, and the Avocado album. Those were the three. The Avocado album? Is that what it's called? The self-titled album. It yeah. was their... The one that came out after Riot Act. Okay. It's a self-titled album. It's got a picture of an avocado on the, uh, on the <laughs> album cover. Uh, so the, people call it the Avocado album. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> um, just awesome sauce. Uh, they're just an amazing band, and they have to come to town very soon because I have a I have a I have a open ended date with a very beautiful Pearl Jam fam, but we're not doing anything until they come to town. That's our big date. You know, but I think it'd be fun to be able to have a band that all their music is about eating meat, but then name every album after a vegetable. That would be very cool. We could do that. I maybe that could be the new the new thing for me because I, as I said, I'm officially retiring. Ashes of Purgatory. I'm looking for a new thing. That could be it. That could be it. So I mean, your first album, you just like call it like celery. That could be the new the new Rocky Rocky Horror or Rocky Horror. My God, listen to me. The new Rocky Fortune and the Rich Stones. The new Rocky Fortune and the Rich Stones uh, thing we could do is just all our albums are vegetables or fruit. I like that. Broccoli. Broccoli? Did you have the they, broccoli album? I don't know, but I'll tell you, man, the cauliflower album was the shit, you know. And then I'll put out B-Sides. I'll put out my B-Sides album. It's going to be Kumquat. <laughs> the Brussels Sprouts EP. <laughs> the Brussels Sprouts EP. Ah, just cute little adorable songs. You know the best thing to do in the world, and I'll bring this up with, uh, with the Ingredient Guru is take Brussels sprouts and tear them apart and make little teeny tiny cabbage rolls. <laughs> so called, much fun. What do you call it, Brussels rolls? Yeah, I, I, I never that. really name them. I just like to eat them and pretend I'm gigantic. 
Look at me, I'm huge. <laughs> Look at me eating these tiny cabbage rolls. Kneel before me, puny humans. <laughs> as long as nobody else is around you, then it worked out well. <laughs> um, what else is in music news? Buckethead was out saying something about something this weekend. I don't know. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, is he gonna get sponsored by somebody else who makes a different bucket? I don't know. I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll buddy up to Mark Knopfler if he helps me kick Buckethead's ass. <laughs> smash a guitar over his head. That'd be fun. The sad thing is he's actually a decent guitar player. You'll but give Buckethead the credit of being a good guitar player, but not Mark Knopfler. That's fucked up. No. No, he gets nothing out of me. <laughs> that dude's in dire straits, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> that's terrible. That was a I'm not, I'm terrible not even, pun. I'm not even going to admit the fact that I'm smiling right now. That's so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not Rolling Stones. Hey, he's not in the Rolling Stones. Mark, you still got an ace up your sleeve, buddy. You're not in the Rolling Stones. Yeah, that, that's always a positive. You can always, I don't care who you are in the music world, don't get down on yourself. You're not the Rolling Stones. God, man. I, I still muster up a little bit of respect for you. I would actually I would actually consider that to be like a, uh, a low point in my career. If I got so good at playing guitar, then all of a sudden there's a Stones. So I'd say, hey, we want you to play in our band. Oh, God damn it. You know what would be a high point <laughs> in my career? And I just got to watch the video, and if I can find it again, I'll, sh I'll send it to you. But uh, just so cool, there's a kid busking on the street, and he's playing um, a Foo Fighters song. And he's just a regular busker. Yeah. And uh, Dave Grohl just wanders up behind him and starts singing. Oh, no shit, really? Yeah, he just happened to be walking by. And he heard this guy singing his song, so he came up and joined him. Oh, that's The epic. dude just loses his mind, like, as, as if that's not the greatest story for the rest of his life. You know, actually, for some reason, actually, I think I've seen that. I think I saw that video not too long ago. I would love to be able to do that to people, just be like that famous guy who does that kind of crap. Yeah. And it happens all the time. Uh, uh, it just happened here recently. At a, there was a, a band playing in a backyard, and someone showed up and surprised them. I forget who it was. It was something cool, though. And uh, just more, a little bit of music news real quick before we move on to something else. If you really want to feel fucking old, uh, Moist, what doing a 25th anniversary tour. Like, more, it's been 25 years since Moist. What are they, they going to do a tour of? That one album that was like, great. No, they had a couple albums. Yeah, they had, like, what? They had, what? I think they had three albums. One yeah. sold and, in Canada. And then David Usher went on to do big things. Yeah, he, so yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, so I'm assuming it'll be a lot of that. I just always love that first video they did where he grabs the guitar player's mouth and like fries it open for no reason at all. Yeah. I just thought that shit was they were a, They were a freaky deaky band. I love them. I, I was a big, big fan. And girls thought I looked like David Usher because I had the same hair as him and I wore a choker like him. And... So that helped a lot. Owe him a big high five if I ever see him. Um, uh, good stuff there. But yeah, that just makes me feel fucking old. I can't believe it's like like there. It's a thirty-year anniversary for them, but uh, how does technically twenty-five since the album How does Boys get a fucking reunion tour, but Slick Toxic doesn't? What the hell is that? Slick Toxic didn't even have a record. Yeah, I don't even think they had a whole song. Yeah, they did. They had. Two, I know for a fact. I own two of their albums. 
they had two albums? I had no idea they had two albums. I, I only knew the one song. I literally, I that's it. I, I could not name two Slick Toxic songs. What's the one you can think of? White Lies, Black Truth. Yeah, and then they also had that, um, they had the, a more rocking song uh, that was uh, actually first released. Um, yeah, I'm drawing a blank right now. Actually, kind of, I'm, I'm holding back because I'm in public, but I kind of always pronounce that song title the way he sings it because that's my favorite thing white lies. it's always like white lies black yeah. I love that black. he just pukes out that black I love it that guy can hit some high fucking notes though man Jesus Christ oh yeah hell of a singer and I actually really like the song that's why I remember it yeah um there's a whole bunch of bands right around that time. Back when you used to get the buzz clip. Oh, kids, you don't know what you're missing. Yeah, that's right. You don't get the Pepsi Power Hour. You don't get the buzz clip. You don't get any of that stuff where you put in a VHS tape and go to school for the day and then come home and see what you recorded for eight hours. Oh, I missed that shit. I had so fucking many. I had all the spotlights oh, on fucking tape on VHS. I, I had all that shit. I used, to, I used to rap city. I used to record rap city all the time. Because they would play the most yeah. underground shit that would come on there, and that's when I oh, yeah. and that's when I found out. By the way, one of the most interesting things about music is when I found out. Um, everybody remembers the song. I, um, you know, I got the power by Snap. Of course. Well, that song was originally written by Cool Rob G. Okay. Cool Rob G. When when Snap stole, and when I mean stole, I mean legit. They fucking stole the song. They changed nothing. You can play the song really? side by side. The only difference is the actual main rapper, and even then, it's not that much of a difference. Cool Rub Jeans is just a slightly, just more street version, and it's so. I love his version so much better. It just didn't have the all the bullshit flash of the big hit single that was Snap's version. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, his was way fucking better. And uh, yeah. His interview on on Rap City with uh, Michael Anthony was or not was Michael Anthony? Yeah, it was amazing because because uh, he's like you know so you you were the one who came up with that song. He's like yeah, oh fucking snap, stole it. And the funny thing is, is I took it to fucking court. He goes, and I lost, and I don't understand how that's even possible. Yeah, I got everything to prove that I wrote the fucking song. I released it you know, like a couple of years before. They stole the entire song, released it as their song, and I don't get a penny for it. And they're fucking huge, and I'm nobody. That's funny. It's not funny. It's terrible that that happened to the guy. Um, there was a guy talking about starting a podcast the other day, and he said he's going to start a suicide podcast where he's just going to play Rolling Stones songs. It's going to be called Give Me Shelter, and he's just going to play that Rolling Stones album over and over and over without getting rights for it until their lawyer comes and shoots him to death. <laughs> That's genius. And I said, that's brilliant. You should get Richard Ashcroft to come sing along. Right. And he didn't answer. He didn't respond to that. I don't think he liked that very much. <laughs> Fuck him if he can't take uh, a joke. <laughs> uh, just people stealing songs. Pearl Jam went through it with uh, Zeppelin. Um, they, they they won, actually, that. but Yeah. But it went on for a long, long time. I mean, it's it just happens. People write things that sound the same. Now, I'm not saying in Snap's case that's what happened, but I mean, it's bound to happen. Like musical geniuses are, are going to write the same kind of things, you know. Well, I still remember when um, uh, uh, John Fogarty got sued by a fan uh, for plagiarizing himself. 
because two of the songs yeah, in right. DCR were sounded so fucking similar. He's like, and he tried to sue them for it, and it actually went it went to court just enough for the judge to go shut the fuck up and threw it out. Yeah. But if that happened, ACDC, they're screwed. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they're just no, so actually, screwed. I actually have in my discography uh, a song that is two songs that is note for note the exact same song. Just uh, one version is played very much slower with different lyrics, and one is quite fast and upbeat with different lyrics, but it's note for note the exact same song, and I didn't do it intentionally. That's hilarious. I just wrote the same fucking thing. I was like, hey, that's a good tune, and then like a year later, I was like, oh, hey, that's a good tune. Um, I also wrote, uh, you know that, that the uh, R.E.M. song, this one goes out to the one I love, yeah. you know that song? Yeah, yeah I, wrote, I wrote that. <laughs> uh, wrote that very shortly after they did. See, I once, um, when I was first getting into my, like, playing in a band, I had, um, I went to, uh, went to this, uh, rehearsal, and I just had this one rhythm that I always really enjoyed playing, and I, uh, I whipped off, I whipped it off at a house party, somebody asked to play guitar, so I whipped off a bunch of riffs that I'd written, and I, I pulled that one off, the guy's like, hey, you know a Warrant song, I'm like, what? And they played it, I wrote a Warrant song. I was so disappointed nice. with myself. <laughs> the, the the one I need confirmation on the dates for is I wrote that uh, Superman, the Third Eye Blind, yeah, Superman. Yeah. You know? uh, I wrote that, um, and I have no confirmation on the dates on who wrote it first. I'm pretty sure they stole it from me though. Well, myself and um, uh, uh, but not the lyrics. I wrote good lyrics, not crappy, stupid ones. Yeah. Uh, myself and my buddy Grant, when we were in a band together, um, we were like, like a metal band together, and uh, we wrote um, Shine by Collective Soul. We wrote that like five years before they ever did. Wow. And we, Grant used to have the recording of it, and uh, he ended up, he was, he was, uh, he dated this girl who ended up taking possession of everything that we had ever recorded together. And so she had a collective soul of her own. Apparently, fucking bitch. <laughs> and yeah, and she she literally took all of it and never gave it back. She still he still to this day he doesn't have any of it back. Wow. Yeah. You know what's I we had a crazy chick uh, went out with the the singer of one a band I was in, and when they were finally all done and gone, uh, all the pictures of me had been taken out of his photo albums and stuff. And like she had like this weird shrine to me under her bed. Oh, that's amazing! And we found it. Well, we didn't find it. I wasn't going to her house. I was scared shitless. But someone found it and confirmed it. Took pictures and stuff. Hi, Vanessa. <laughs> if you're listening, um, I know you could be because a, a very a girl I was in love with for most of my high school tenure, uh, who did not reciprocate in any way whatsoever, just got in touch with me for the first time in like 30 years. Um, and she looks fantastic. She hasn't aged a bit. It's really, I think I'm the only one of my friends that aged. Um, but she lives in Quebec now and she looks amazing. But uh, she, that whole crew could be listening in now, so I gotta be careful of the stories I tell of my childhood. Because they're all starting to come, like reach out to me again. <laughs> See, I, I, I couldn't care less about most of the shit that I talk about when it comes to my past because, uh, well, everybody I know has heard most of these stories a thousand times already, so. <laughs> Well, yeah, and it's not like I'm going to say anything and people are going to go, oh, what? That's shocking. Like, or, or like, wait a minute, that's not true. Yeah, no, it's all true, and 
And uh, I'm not going to name names, but we all embarrass the shit out of each other in one way or another. And if you didn't, then uh, you just you didn't live. So that, that, that was just a bunch of music talk. Because um, it's interesting. Things are getting... They're, they're talking about shit I give a crap about, which is uh, old bands that were good. If, if the media would cover more old bands that were good, I'd pay attention to music again. Yeah. It sucks that someone has to keep dying for, for shit to get interesting. But. Yeah, it's true. Hey, who died... But, the, uh, um, uh, who died first? Chris Cadell or, uh, or Chester Bainton from Lincoln Park? Uh, they think that's why Chester offed himself. He was so upset over Chris Cornell that he was just like, I'm going to do it too. Oh, shitty. So, like, Chris Cornell was Okay. Well, that just shows that he's the originator. Um, <laughs> yeah, he really was. And, uh, fucked up story. He was happy. He just went, he was at a party. He was having a good time. Just had a real good gig. Laughing and partying with everybody, and then just went back to his hotel room and Robin Williams himself. Now you did hear about the the uh, the conspiracy theory about how both of them, him and Chester, actually did die, right? Yeah. About that they were exposing the uh, the uh, child prostitution and uh, the underground seediness of what the music industry is. Yeah. And uh, that's why they Let's... died. Okay, I wasn't going to get to this yet. <laughs> I don't know if you saw my post on Facebook last night. Probably not. Busy with your wedding and whatnot. I want people to start... I'm starting a movement, and it's called Hashtag Not Me. And I, I hate that it has to get to this point, but it does. We have to stop slandering people in, the, in this way. Um, there was a, a story about a Virginia governor who uh, it openly admitted to being a pedophile. And the story ran that he's trying to run on a platform of legalizing pedophilia and whatnot. The story was complete crap. It wasn't true. If you read the article, that's not at all what he said. It was a very vague, stupid thing to say. And he's not even the governor yet. He's just running for governor. Um, but people are like calling for this man to be killed, basically. And yes, pedophiles should be killed. This man is not one. And they're ruining his life by spreading stupid, crappy lies about him based on one tiny, stupid news article. And uh, as, as people are well aware, it happened to me this year where my potential employer caught wind of a story and whether it's true or not doesn't matter. The fact that the story exists is enough for me to never work for that employer. Um, we, we, we're not all Bill Cosby. And you, you can't just say something. Because once you put something out there, you can't fucking take it back. No. It's out there. And it doesn't matter if it's true. It doesn't matter if it's not true. It doesn't matter if it's a confusing thing. It doesn't matter if it even fucking has any basis in reality. Just the fact that that story exists can ruin a man. That's it. And I say man, it can ruin a woman too. But let's be honest. Not, it doesn't happen that often to women. Yes, it's possible. Not common. Um, no. It, it, it's definitely more geared toward the male thing. Um, women just don't, don't rape as much, um, and therefore, it's it's the, the, when the, when they're accused of it, it doesn't seem to have the same credence. No. Um, nevertheless, this has to stop. Uh, we have to start checking facts. We have to start looking at where we're getting our news from. Um, look into these. There's all these independent news sources. Everyone thinks they're getting. 
independent news and thank God the mainstream media is not uh, dictating what we learn anymore. That's all well and good. But look into the people that are providing your news for you. Who they are, where are they from, why are they telling this story? Yeah. Uh, the the uh, the freethoughtproject.com. The freethoughtproject.com is bullshit. It is not free thought. It is a completely one-sided, basically an infomercial for the agenda of a guy who won't even publish under a real name. He uses a pseudonym, and he won't even stand behind his own work because he knows it's bullshit. Uh, they're these Breitbart's and these people that they they're just out to spread poison and and cause controversy and make things make you distracted from what's really going on. They have an agenda so much more than the people that they're trying to get you to stand up against. But people seem so quick to jump on things like Trump or whatever. Not that I'm saying Trump is good, but. Start vetting your sources a little better. Start paying attention. See where it's coming from. See whether Eric and Gord have talked about it or not. Yeah. That's a, that's a little bit of a joke in there, but not so much really. <laughs> it's a funny truth. <laughs> uh, it is a funny truth, but uh, not a lot of what you're getting out there is. It's very opinionated. It's very agendaized, and it's, it's this, oh, uh, autism is caused by vaccines. Be no, there was one link very vaguely off-center caused by this. It may have caused rubella, and rubella might cause autism. And like, but they edit out all of that, and they just give you, oh, it causes, you know, this guy. Oh, this guy said he was a pedophile. No, that's not what he said. He was asked the question, "Are you a pedophile?" Point blank. His response was this big, long-winded, stupid psychological thing about if at some point all men are pedophiles in their. And, that, and then it came out, oh yeah, he admits to being a pedophile. Um, it was a stupid thing for him to say, but he didn't say, I'm a pedophile. He didn't admit to anything. It wasn't even anywhere near the ballpark of that. And years of investigating, they found nothing on him. Jesus Christ. Um, just like, did you hear You heard about the Order of Canada recipient? His name's not right in front of me. He's just gone to jail in Nepal for... Um, for uh, alleged uh, crimes against children. Yeah, oh, yeah, but no uh, actual, very, like, there's no actual direct evidence of no. it. Yeah. Now, these charges are from 45 years ago. In 45 years, the RCMP hasn't been able to pin something on him. And what the, what the police in Nepal have, their big smoking gun, is a fucking polygraph test. Oh, That's great. it. So he's been convicted based on a polygraph test. That's all in 45 years. That's all they could come up with is a, what polygraph in Nepal went south. So he's a pedophile. Now, what are you doing to this man's life if it turns out he's not? Does anybody care where he goes when he's absolved and now has nothing and no life? No chance of a fucking career without changing his name. No chance of anything. Did nothing wrong, maybe. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm not saying these guys aren't pieces of shit. Some of them are. But figure it out first. We're, we're running way too quickly to start the hangings. I believe it was Jesus and, that said it first. You know, about casting a fucking stone. Exactly. Uh, and 
I'm not saying we can't judge someone once we figure out that they're guilty, but stop and figure out that they're guilty first. Think of what you're doing to a person's life. Yeah. I do agree. And it's it's just gotten it's too easy, and it's because you can tweet something, and the whole world gets it right then and there. Remember when I was showing you this show and how I record this show the very first time we were having a beer on Lonsdale Avenue, and I accidentally tweeted the little five seconds that I recorded. Yeah. And that was that was it. It was just out there, and there's no taking it back. It's just in the world now. And it's that's how it spreads like that. Like if if you and I say something that's not true, ten thousand people hear it. And if even a small percentage of them go running with that story, it spreads quicker than fucking Ebola. It's not even a small percentage. If even one, all it takes is one person. One fucking really article. Is. That's all it takes is one article. And then people will lose their fucking mind. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's, oh, by the way, speaking of, by the way, um, when I brought up the last uh, podcast we talked about where I brought up about the, uh, the guy who I commented on his post and he got mad at me for it yes he did respond yeah oh, he did and he apologized because uh, like I said I gave my long winded important response back saying dude I was just trying to prove your point I was just reiterating that your point was right and yeah. um, he did apologize he goes he, he's been getting um his big thing was that he was actually getting people that were sending him per, like personal messages, jumping right. down his throat for a lot of the stuff that he sort of posts from these fucking pro-liberal guys. Every time he posts some anti-Trudeau thing, somebody gets fucking mad at him for it. Well, too bad. That's what she, that comes with the yeah. territory. Yeah, so I'll just respond back with my, my, my response back, because, again, I haven't had the internet to be able to respond back yet, because uh, I don't have any fucking Wi-Fi or nothing at home, and uh, I'm just going to go hey, you know, no harm, no foul, I'm all good, no big deal, but just understand that you did to me what people have been doing to you. Exactly. It, it, right? it drives you fucking nuts when people do it to you, but yet your immediate reaction was to do it to me. Um, and if, if if we're going to fully extend that olive branch, uh, maybe don't listen to that episode, guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was a little mad. Just uh, skip that one. <laughs> We may have said some things. <laughs> My statements all stand, maybe not directed to you, <laughs> but for people who do what you did and don't apologize for it, fuck you. My statements stand. Change that. Change that name. It's like my uh, my. Uh, I won't talk about it. Um, we'll just just when you're listening to that episode, bud, just put someone else's name in there and pretend Gord's yelling at them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why I'm glad I didn't use the name to begin with. <laughs> Gord's still not wrong, buddy. What you, you, you what you did, you did. It sucked, and you know what? You don't like being personally attacked on the internet. The internet's a personal place. It's what happens there. Get over it. Uh, you think I don't get attacked for the shit I say on this show? I almost got beaten on a. I don't know how many times I almost got beaten when I used to do this thing in public last year. Yeah, it happened a few times almost on the air too. Disagree. <laughs> And people, people get mad about the stupid. Megan Merkel's not Canadian. Well, I'm gonna kick your ass. What? Why would you fight over that? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> She's America's sweetheart. You, you fucking faggot. <laughs> the hell is your problem? So she was on the Canadian version of 
uh, the fucking uh, Howie Mandel, what was the suitcase thing? Oh, uh, deal, 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 no, or deal. no deal. Yeah. America, America's sweetheart, my fucking butt. <laughs> anyway, people, yeah, buddy. My point is, you get you, you're putting yourself in public, and you're you're talking about public things, and the public's going to respond. Um, and yes, my friend Isha. Unfortunately, even the people that say things they that you don't like, they get to respond too. If we start persecuting people for their thoughts, we cross into really, really bad territory. That's right. And that's not somewhere I'm willing to go. We can't extend freedom to just the people we agree with. That's not how freedom no. works. If you want it taken away, that's that's fine, really. We'll get over it. Um, but you have to take it away from yeah. everybody. Or you have to let the assholes speak their mind and try to speak better than them. Don't raise your voice, improve your argument. Yeah. Don't go name calling. Um, Don't have that, that's, that's not your go-to. You name call, you've already lost the argument. So, anyway, that's I, I just had to really, it's, a, it's such a touchy subject right now. But yeah, you're in the public, public's gonna respond. That's their right, and your right to keep saying what you're saying, and, and good on you for doing it. Stand up to these people. Be on the show with us. Speak your mind. If you don't want to be on with us, go to the voice recorder on our website, ericagore.com, and record yourself, and we'll put you on with us, and, but you're not even on with us. And you don't have to respond to it. You don't even have to listen to what people say about you. We'll still play you on the air. Yeah. Yeah, you want to be safe? There's Just your safest sure way of doing it. Just make sure what you're saying is fucking true. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure what you're saying is fucking true. <laughs> Because we will fact check it. Uh, and you got, yeah, you know what? I will. I got nothing right. better to do. That's the right. fun part. Uh, and these people on the, the, the Facebook people really hate that because they'll send me a link. Oh, well, it's not just that link. It's this link. Well, that links to a WikiLeaks page. So maybe I wrote <laughs> it. You don't know. Figure out. That was funny. She, she sent me this link and I, I, I called her out on like that, that it was not a credible source. Um, so she said, well, I have another one. And it went straight to Wikipedia. <laughs> and I was just like, really? Is this what we're gonna, this is what we're gonna do? I used to like you like, so You much. understand that uh, anybody so, can change one of those plays, like that, that information. You understand that, right? <laughs> and then she stopped talking to me. And then the whole thread disappeared, so. Go fucking figure. That was fantastic. I love it when you're like, oh, I'm so, I look so wrong that I have to remove this entire conversation from Facebook so no one can point out how wrong I was <laughs> and how right, and how right, who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> me. The, you know the what if on our show title is just kind of like, tongue-in-cheek, yeah. right? I hope you guys get that. There is no what-if with us. We are, we already know. We're just it's giving not, you guys the benefit of the doubt really of thinking question. that we don't think we're that great. It's like you guys saying, oh my god, what if they're right? We should have paid fucking attention at the time. Now we have to go back and kiss their asses for the rest of our lives. That's right. That's the what-if we're right. It's not me and Gord saying, hey, what if we're right? No, we... We already know. It's... Yeah. Uh, so just, you'll figure it out, guys. I know, it's okay. Big Meteor just missed us, so there's your big disappointment. Yeah, that sucks. Or no, I guess it wasn't. It was an asteroid, I'm sorry. Yeah, well. Or something. Went right by us, though. Just zoom. So what's that, another five years till the next one? Wipes out some of these fucking Breitbart yep. pieces of crap? Yep. Five more years. Uh, 
five long we should, years. <laughs> we gotta figure out a way to uh, make that happen and not have to wait five years in between. Just make it flat earthers look right. <laughs> oh, see, now that would be the worst thing in the fucking world. Actually, one guy just misspoke the other day and said he's been to Australia and he knows the Earth's flat. And I go, well, you fucking idiot. Australia is not supposed to exist, remember? It's your own fucking thing. You gotta stick to your own yeah, stories, that's right. people. That's why nobody believes you because uh, you're fucking stupid. You know who sticks to his story? Who? Mr. Donald Trump. Mr. Donald <laughs> Trump. Gotta give the man credit. Comes out and says, Baltimore is a disgusting place. No one wants to live there. It's a rat-infested piece of crap. The governor of Baltimore complains. <laughs> Trump says he's racist. <laughs> what the... He accused... Trump has accused Trump of being that racist. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pot, this is you, Kettle. You're what, black. What the hell? John, where does he get the... That man is six feet tall, and five foot seven of it is his balls, man. <laughs> For him to say with a straight face, this black dude is racist. <laughs> I say you guys vote for him again. Oh, that is just spectacular. <laughs> Gotta fucking just you, you, awesome. you, you gotta love that. That's just fantastic. Basically, I'm not a racist. He's the racist. <laughs> really? Trump? Come on. What is going through your way? <laughs> a lot of air. Um that's just too funny. And your buddy is our, our uh, just my, my why one final thing I had for the night. Your good friend is our big swing vote, apparently. Mr. Ford is going to have a massive impact on the outcome of the federal election. How so? Because, because there's the looming threat of a teacher's strike in your fair province. And if those teachers strike, it's going to very greatly damage Shears. Why? They strike every fucking year. It's not going to look good. Andrew Shear has three big threats right now, and not one of them is a homeless guy named JT. Um, and it's, it's any combination of these guys can really guarantee a Trudeau win. Um, one thing Shear is very much depending on is the NDP getting a bunch of votes in Quebec and taking those away from Justin. And uh, that, that's not happening, because Jagmeet, where the fuck is he? He Jagmeeted right the fuck out of there. No one knows where he is. He's not saying anything. He's not doing now, anything. I wonder if he sat on and the throne he and he stabbed himself. <laughs> that would be hilarious. A game. Ain't no game now, yeah, is right? it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a funny thought. I'm going with that's that a, That's theory. a good theory. Because he, he is right after that picture, he's not that helping. Um, if Jagmeet's not out there attacking Trudeau, uh, Sheer looks like a big monster. Because he is. Well, yeah, he is. Um, but he doesn't want to look that way. And if if Jagmeet can help him make Justin look bad, then he looks a little bit better. But without Jagmeet making Justin look bad, he doesn't have time. So we need and. His other threat is, I don't know if people remember, but he wasn't the first choice. 
Maxime Bernier was like head of the Conservative Party. It was, it was, he was a shoe in. It was guaranteed he was going to win that nomination. And then at the last minute, Sheer got it. Just out of nowhere. So Maxime Bernier, never the type to give up. He's out there with his uh, People's Party of Canada. He's running. And he could take away a good chunk of that conservative vote just by being crazier than Sheer. Which could fuck up Sheer, but uh, it'll also fuck up the conservative party. So basically there's two conservative parties running this October. And it's just who's going to out-crazy the other one. Which is crazy because literally the liberals are just trying to out fucking crazy themselves too. So it's just what the liberals need to do is just keep their mouths shut and let these three parties destroy themselves, trying to destroy Justin and die in the process. That's what he'll do if he's smart. He'll shut the fuck up and but stay out. But he's not smart. He's a fucking moron. No, that's not true. He's very not smart. Now I need Elizabeth May to ride in on her white pony and fucking win this thing somehow. And I don't even know if she's actually the candidate anymore. I gotta figure that out. Who is our green candidate? Because um, they're not even being talked about right now, and let's be honest, that's for good reason, but... I still say they should win, that'd be great. Um, no, not even close. I, I agree with you, but no, it's not happening. No, it's not going to. But if everybody listening um, decided to... If all our Canadian listeners decided to vote, According to the Green Party, at the very least, you can make sure that the fucking Bloc Quebecois does not become number fucking three. Oh, I don't know how old this is, but it does say it's still Elizabeth May. Wow. So that's good stuff. I like her. She's cute. Yeah. She's charming. She could uh, she could do good stuff if people would give her a chance. Um, and my God, let's not give these other meatheads a chance. Because you know what the, the alternative is there, it's the Quebecois, and we don't want them anywhere near federal power. They've been the opposition before, it's not pretty. We don't want no, them again. No, fuck no. Um, but that's the alternative. You don't go green, you're going, you're basically voting for the Quebecois. That's just true, that's just numbers. I'm not, I'm not saying something mean or racist or ass backwards. You either vote green or you're, you're voting Quebecois, if you're not going for one of these three meatheads. That is, uh terrifying fucking thought. And come on, all you vegans. You don't want to vote for a meathead. You want to vote for the greens. Right. Vote for the greenhead. Don't vote for the meatheads. You're vegans. That will go everything against everything these, you believe by doing that. These guys are meatheads. They're, it's all their fault because they're the ones who said, you know what's an easier way to eat all them greens? Turn them into steak. <laughs> yeah. I always enjoyed that one. There's a picture of a stop sign, and underneath it, it says stop, and underneath it says eating animals. And a meat eater took a piece of cardboard and taped it underneath the uh, eating animal sign, and it says, uh, without barbecue sauce. So the whole statement says, stop eating animals without barbecue sauce. Genius. That's awesome. You You know what really sucks about the technical difficulties we're experiencing tonight is my dream finally came true on the weekend. That's why I was so disappointed we couldn't do a Friday night episode. I finally got my Wilford Broom. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. So he'll be, he's up and running for the up and coming week. This is all this talk about red meat made me think about it. I finally got my diabetes. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> I got you, Wilford. I knew I would if I tried. See, kids, if you just try hard enough and pray long enough, good things will happen. <laughs> I've wanted that clip ever since I knew what a podcast was. I said, I'm going to start one, and it's going to have diabetes in it. Eric and Gordabetis. <laughs> I tried to Gordabetis. I love it. I tried to do an episode by myself on Friday, and it was stupid and wasn't funny. Oh, man. Yeah, Friday, I, again, I apologize for Friday. I was a fucking write-off that day. I was so fucking tired. So was the episode. I've actually, I haven't gone back and listened to the recordings, but I can imagine it was just boring as stupid. Jokes weren't working because you weren't there to fill in the blanks or to laugh at the funny. <laughs> it's just a terrible experience altogether like I did I used to follow my intro with the music right like I would do my yep. intro and it would have its punchline at the end and then the music would come yeah. in right away um, that changed because your infectious laugh is so much better than music <laughs> that I moved the music to the front but this Friday play the music do the intro yeah, crickets silence. <laughs> Well, what the fuck do I do now? How do I? I couldn't even. I was just like, yeah, that's how, funny. I'm gonna play how a song. Do you not have a, like, I how do you just not have to, a fucking clip just of me laughing that you just could have fucking threw that in there? Oh, I probably got a half well, a dozen what of the them. Fuck? That that would just be. Uh, that's just <laughs> raw. It's just. Yeah, it would feel cheap to and me. And the best thing know? is, I guarantee you anything. If you had done that. You could have sat there and sent me a, hey, Gord, have you listened to the episode? Do you remember when you, when you laughed at when I said this? I'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I never, I... <laughs> yeah. Just start convincing you you were in on episodes that didn't happen. Well, that is me laughing, so I must have clearly said that. You remember that episode we did in 92? I didn't even know you. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Good stuff. I guess you start doing That's that. That's not a bad idea. You did this, remember in the episode where you said you'd pay my rent? <laughs> Here, here's the clip. I, Gordon, will pay your rent. <laughs> wow, I sound really strange, but there's yeah, a, apparently I said it. <laughs> there's a couple of really bad ones of those sound bites that I use that you can tell they're just horribly doctored. <laughs> they're funny, but I won't use those, and those aren't the same to me. Um, well... An hour and 16 minutes in, I haven't talked about anybody or anything, but uh, there was a, I did have a man approach me this weekend, name, I'm not going to name him because I think he's a snake oil salesman, but looking to get some work out of the champion tree, and that's pretty cool. That's a third client this month, so that could actually turn into some revenue, but I just wanted to say quickly, uh, Champion Tree Entertainment Company is the one-stop solution for the independent artist, entertainer, or musician looking to launch a new career, breathe life into an existing one. We want you to be not distracted while you do that. So anything you need that helps you explore your potential, discover your talents, and realize your dreams, we're going to take it off your shoulders and let you focus on what you do best. Um, now, if that involves contract language, agency, management, uh, booking agency. If you need low-cost merchandise, we can provide that. You need uh, worldwide digital distribution. We can have that for you. Um, literally anything you need, the Champion Tree can do that for you. Now, the flip side of that coin, if you have a client that needs some extra representation, Eric and Gord have 
Voices of Angels and tons of time to read some dynamic ads for you right here on Eric and Gord and reach 10,000 potential clients that you didn't have yesterday. Um, also, banner space available on our website, which uh, I have the numbers in front of me here somewhere. I've got about 4,000 hits so far already this wow, month. Wow, that's awesome. So, get in touch with the Champion Tree Group at gmail.com or ericandgord.com through the contact uh, section there. And anything you need, we can come in at half the price as anyone else they're advertising. I'll crunch the numbers, half price minimum. And realistically, that's a loose price as well. Anything is negotiable. You know why? Because the only things that are impossible are the things you don't try. Yeah, I love that shit. Champion Tree Group at gmail.com. See, that's not even a funny email. That's just a legit, sounds like business email. Yeah. And it never changed either. Um, no, no, that, that one. Not yet. It's because I keep forgetting them, to be honest. <laughs> I gotta hold on to a couple of them. Um, just before I say that I'm out of stuff to talk about, I want to see if I can pull up that email. It's something like 4,000 new hits to our website. In the last 30 days. Fuck, so cool. That's amazing. That's so fucking amazing. Just um, ridiculous. I love it. Did you get the. Uh, uh, was just using a propane did you get the report I sent to you? Uh, uh, the, the, the power. You don't have no, your don't fucking have internet. No, I don't of course have your internet. No. Uh, well, I sent you a really good email with a PowerPoint presentation talking about all this stuff. And again, I know I keep talking about it, but you guys are the best. We have the best fans ever. Yeah, I'm actually proud of you guys. I really am. Um, guys, girls, people, humans, whatever the fuck you want to call yourself. Proud of you, motherfucker. What you guys can call yourselves is the creators of our new logo. If you start stepping it up and uh, getting in their submissions, it's slowed down a little bit, but you still got probably about a month to uh, get your submissions in, design the logo for the show, and take home a Washburn Flying V anarchy guitar which I would cause anarchy to own myself but I don't get to I keep asking right, Gordon he keeps saying no no I knew yeah, I should have disguised yeah, my yeah, name it, better it, it did not work and it's not going to <laughs> where is I can't find the email now god damn it uh, new is this one Oh, I was so excited to read this to you. Yeah, well. Anyway, fact is we got a lot of new hits. A lot of new hits to the website. People are going to the Twitter page. People are going to the Facebook page. It's all very, very exciting. Very, very, very cool. What's not exciting is me sitting here trying to read this while you're falling asleep. So maybe... Falling asleep is an understatement. We should call her... Yeah, I am fucking... Dying, I'm so fucking tired right now. I've barely slept over the last two days, so I am just falling apart. Well, the bonus is for the rest of the week, we can let someone else nice. do the talking and we can nap. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, just be like, hey guys, you got the floor, yeah, wake us up exactly. when you're done. I'd be fine with that. Oh, fuck. Um, in the meantime, everybody, keep, keep it up. If you want, to uh, try out the beta version of our app before the final version is released on the App Store. You know how to get a hold of us. Um, lots more good things coming from this podcast. As I said, the more popular we get, the more engagement we get from people, the more we do for people. Um, and that is a promise. So 
we're going to be back tomorrow with maybe a guest, maybe not. But then after that, it's all very cool. Um, so until then, take care uh, of each other. For all of our fans, do not eat a bullet. There you go. Oh, there you go. That's, that's nice of you. And and yeah, just for our fans, if if you don't if you don't good. listen to our show, please eat as many bullets as you possibly can. You know what? Nobody <laughs> eat any bullets tonight. You're fine. Everybody gets the night off from bullet eating. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was. Okay. I'm gonna hang up now, guys. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't mean to hang up. I mean, I meant yeah. I'm gonna stop recording. Is what I meant. That'd be That's my question. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>